0: Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and on social media. Welcome to episode 220 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I am joined once again this week by the wonderful Katie.
1: How you doing, Katie? My legs hurt a lot.
0: <laughs> You've been hiking.
1: <laughs> I did. I did like a four mile hike yesterday and my legs are in a, in a a in a state of... Just constant pain.
0: Yeah, so we should start off by uh, explaining that Katie is up with our um, mega geek to geek media super fan Steph.
1: I'm so sorry. <laughs> Are you okay over there? <laughs> so Steph has two cats, and one of them was sniffing my backpack, scared the shit out of itself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're in the middle of talking. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no, that's <laughs> fine. No, that's fine. So you're so you're in Portland. Are
1: here. Yes, yes, I'm in Portland.
0: And <laughs> is that is that uh, Steph in that background?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You no, said hello. Joe says hi, and hi. he can he can hear you. Hi. <laughs> She's going for a run. Excellent. She's very athletic. Yes,
0: I think that's how we got her onto the, I think she followed Beige. I think that's where she came from to start listening to all of us.
1: I have no idea. I just know that she was an internet friend that became a real life friend. And now I'm in her house. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: whole podcasting thing, when you think about it, is just kind of weird.
1: <laughs> it's 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 a weird thing. I mean, it did I mean, obviously like like she was on stuff was on Slack and then we bought Comic-Con tickets and then I was like maybe we should meet in person so we don't I don't want to get axe murdered. Right. Um so I went to Portland like several months before we were going to go to Comic-Con. Turns out she's not an axe murderer, which is great. Um And then we stayed together for comic-con and then she came to do like a run in Huntington beach or something like a marathon thing. I don't know. Um, (laughs) And then we hung out and then she random Like, I was like, you should come visit me. And then she's like, okay. I'm booked a flight. And I was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) So she, she came a few months ago to say, and then she and I were supposed to go camping in August, but then I broke my toe. So then we shifted that trip to now. So that's what I'm doing right now. Excellent. It's, Excellent. Um, Excellent. Yes. It's so funny. I mean, like, you- nope. 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 No. Ooh, cat almost escaped. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big drama at this house. This is happening. <laughs> Sorry.
0: But yeah, it's like when you think about it, we so we, we talk at each other and then people listen mm-hmm. to it and then they comment and then we become friends and then we go visit them. Like it's a very weird process. Like this is definitely a it, t- 2021 way of making friends.
1: It is like when you think about it, it is the weirdest, it is the weirdest shit ever, like yeah. to be honest. Because Steph's not the first person that was like internet to real friend because oh, right. also Chelsea. Yeah. Um, not my not my Chelsea. Other There's a different Chelsea.
0: Yes. Well, um, and it's funny. I mean, there's like that a Chelsea. Lot, <laughs> a lot of my friends. Okay, so you know Drew from um, uh, what yeah. is not. Um, he was the, I hmm. think, first. No, that's not true. I did meet somebody in a AOL... S- superhero a marvel superheroes rpg back in the day she actually came out here and lived for a while and got a job with my mom and it was like a whole thing um but then the first person that ever kind of stayed with me was drew when him and charlie came out for um just to hang out it's when we first got our house in palm springs and yeah i've just been meeting internet people ever since it's kind of nuts
1: it's, it's a whole thing. Um, it's a whole thing. It's very, it's very now. To be honest,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's like screening. <laughs> Can I get along with you online? Because if I can't get along with you online, I'm certainly not going to get along with you in person. And then why bother?
1: <laughs> yep, that's exactly true.
0: Uh, so what what adventures have you been having in Portland?
1: Um, well, one of my coworkers actually lives here. So we had dinner with him on Thursday evening, which was nice because I haven't seen him in a long time. Um, so we did that. And then on Friday, what did we do on Friday? It was raining, so we didn't do a whole lot. I can't remember now. Wow. I can't even remember what we did on Friday. (laughs) It's so blocked out by the hiking pain. (laughs) <laughs> um we got pizza oh we watched a lot of tv and oh. oh we went okay yeah we went to a pumpkin patch that's what we did oh fuck. Um, we yeah we drove out to Savi island um and got okay so we went, we went <laughs> it had rained the day before and then several days prior to that and so mm-hmm. we thought you know this would be a good idea to do a corn maze um not a good idea by the way um
0: <laughs> you can't imagine it's gotta be gross and squishy uh, c-
1: completely covered in mud um yeah but they had two mazes they had a kid's maze and an adult one so we went into the adult maze and then got lost and somehow ended up in the kid's maze and then came out that way
0: <laughs> <sighs> oh.
1: i honestly don't have any idea how it happened
0: you <laughs> took a wrong happened. turn <laughs> you took a wrong turn at the wrong ear of corn
1: I, we did something and we like popped out the entrance of the kids one and I was like what the heck how did we get here <laughs> and I was like you know what I'm not gonna try again <sighs> so we did that and then we went to pick a pumpkin however we uh, didn't realize that they had like little wagons that you could like take with you to like put the pumpkin in because the pumpkin patch part was not close. so we carried like eight pound pumpkins <laughs> far.
0: That's kind of awesome. you got a good we, you, you've gotten a really good workout this weekend.
1: I'm dying. Um, <laughs> so we did that and then we bought some food obviously. I got we got caramel apples, which were delicious. Um, we got freshly made kettle corn which was also delicious. Um and then we had pizza, we watched both of the movies, um Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and War Bodies. And then uh we we watched this BTS concert that I brought with me. <laughs> Cuz Steph wanted to watch it, so we watched that. She enjoyed it. Um Excellent. she said she said it would be super fun uh to be there in person. It's not the same as online and I was like, agreed. Um, And then yesterday we went on a hike. We went to Mirror Lake. Oh, I've heard of it.
0: I have not been, but I've heard it's beautiful.
1: It is very beautiful after you hike the two miles. (laughs) Up and down hills and switchbacks and mud and rock and forest. Yeah. It was... It was beautiful. Like I'm actually pretty proud of myself because when we were walking back, we, it was like we were walking down these like super steep parts, and I was like, I walked up that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I can feel that in my knees and calf muscles. As in, yeah, I did go up that. Um, yeah. But we got some great photos, so that was good. Um, that's what we did most of yesterday. So.
0: Yeah, that's a long. That's a long walk. That that would take me some time.
1: Uh, yeah, we got there at like after eight, and by the time we like walked up there, walked a little bit around the lake, took a bunch of photos, sat down, had a snack, some water, then walked back. It was like twelve. Yeah. So uh, it took us a few it's a hours. Substantial.
0: What's a substantial hike?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not in any shape to where I should be hiking. So uh, stuff was great and was willing to go very slow, take lots of breaks. (laughs) And she's like, you can do it. And I'm like, I'm going to die on this mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave Uh me.
0: I can't make it.
1: (laughs) I told her, I was like, please don't leave me up here to die. (laughs) She was like, I won't leave you. (laughs) And she's like, but you're walking out of here. That's the only way out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not not caring. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, then we got coffee. We went to Mount Hood Coffee Roasters and got mm-hmm. coffee, which was delicious. Um, and then had, so there's this place that she goes to that I've always wanted to go to, which is called Mr. Bento. It's um, burgers and pot stickers. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we went there right after we finished our hike, got a massive cheeseburger and pot stickers, and it was so delicious.
0: That sounds amazing.
1: It was very, very good, especially because we just did a whole bunch of work. So, um, and I think then we came back and watched Great British Baking Show, which I've been watching.
0: Okay. So, so you're this was not a new thing for you. This is just something you enjoy.
1: No, 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 no. There's a new season. So, I've been watching that. I've already picked the person that I like the most now. I'm hoping for Giuseppe to do really well.
0: Yes, I like Giuseppe. Although, I like is it Christelle?
1: Oh, Kristal is really good, too. I
0: like her a lot. I think she's just fun. Um,
1: Jürgen is pretty great, too.
0: Jürgen is awkward good.
1: (laughs) He's so German, which I love. He's
0: German, and he's like German engineer German. He's like, you know, very awkward and just talks like this, and then all of a sudden he's got an amazing bake.
1: (laughs) He's got the best eyebrows, though.
0: He does. He has pretty
1: awesome eyebrows. Um. Yeah, but Giuseppe is like, he's gonna win. I can feel it in my bones. I haven't watched the newest episode, their dessert week, which is the one that just happened.
0: Right, right. Yeah, we watched that on Friday. My, my mother in law, like, it doesn't matter how tired she is, she's like, you're coming over because we're we're watching the latest episode because <laughs> they won't watch it without us.
1: I just watched Bread Week, <laughs> and nice. Giuseppe killed it. Obviously, yes, he's Italian. They- he better be killing Bread Week. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Um, I did buy my subscription to the BTS reality show In the Soup Season 2, which I need to start watching. Um, Soup means forest, so they're basically like in the forest. They're like on vacation with cameras.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course they are.
1: It was the best show to watch last year during the middle of the pandemic, when you just needed like something to mellow out to and Mm -hmm. like not stress. It's literally BTS in a forest at a a giant Airbnb, either playing games, building Legos um, or cooking and eating. And that's it. And all they did was talk about cooking, cook what they talked about, eat it and then talk about cooking more. (laughs) That was the whole show.
0: I can see that being very relaxing. I mean, that's honestly, a lot of people, are when I say Great British Baking Show, I'm like, oh, you've got to watch this. It's great. Oh, I don't like competition shows. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is not they go, the same. No, they go, on your mark, get set, bake. And then they play happy music. And everybody just cheerfully mixes their stuff up. And they make little jokes back and forth. And then they get judged. And even if you feel bad that somebody gets voted off, it's like, oh, it's okay. The experience was wonderful. And that, like... It is the most chill competition show I have ever watched.
1: And then you can learn new words like, like stodgy and, and it can be (laughs) underbaked, overbaked, underproved, overproved all at the same time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and um, I do miss Mary Berry and her soggy, her soggy bottoms.
1: Yes. Soggy bottoms. No one ever wants a soggy bottom.
0: Nobody ever wants a soggy bottom.
1: I do. I do like... I do miss the the two female hosts, too. I really liked them a lot, but I love Noel.
0: Noel's great. Noel he's is definitely so funny. funny.
1: He's so funny. And, like... <laughs> when they made the fricasha, they were like, Here, try this. It's full of garlic. Let's test a vampire. Does it work? And he's like... <laughs> 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 it was really funny. But... That's what I've been doing. I think today we're going to Powell's. Um, coffee, of course. I'm in the mm-hmm. land of coffee because I need coffee. Oh yes. Coffee. Um, and then I don't know. It's rain. It's rainy today, so I don't know how much we're doing. It's been sometimes pretty good it's nice weather. to
0: just like s- you know snuggle in on a rainy day.
1: I know she's got two cats who are just so. Her two cats look like my cat if my cat uh was like triple its size. Oh wow. Cause I have my cat is very small. Like mm-hmm. he is like basically was like the run of his litter. He must have been. Um and he's always been tiny. Like he weighs like he's never weighed more than like just over eight pounds. So he's mm-hmm. a tiny cat. Um, her cats are the same kind of cat, but her cats weigh like 15 pounds. They're like oh, wow. monstrous compared to <laughs> mine. But uh like so Luna is the one cat is one of the cats that she has, and she doesn't like to be snuggled, but if you put a blanket on you, she'll like crawl up and lay down in your lap and she lets you pet her. Um <laughs> her other cat, Gigi he like lets you pick him up and then he just sort of like is resigned to the fact that he has to stay here and get <laughs> snuggled whether he likes it or not.
0: All right, fine.
1: Basically. And he's got, is so cute. Cause there, she has two, two black cats. And the way you can tell the difference between the two is that Gigi has this giant fluffy head. <laughs> like he's got a lot of fluff in the head going on. Whereas like Gigi has a much smaller head. Uh-huh. So. They're both really cute.
0: That's cool. I, I miss kitties, but I'm so allergic. I, like I had yeah. kitties growing up my entire life, and then I went to college and could breathe. And I was like, oh, this is this is nice. I like breathing. I should do this more often.
1: <laughs> when we were up in the mountains, because obviously like we we're up by Mount Hood because we where we hiked, when you hike up to um to Mir Lake, you get this beautiful view of Mount Hood, which is covered in snow, by the way. Oh wow. Hedy. And um, as we were walking through the forest, I was like, oh, is this what clean air smells like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true and a little bit sad.
1: I know. You know what's going to be really bad is I know I'm going to get like sick when I get home. Of course. I can feel it already. Like I'm going to get the air quality in Southern California is just trash. It's like yeah. really bad. So I know that it's just going to be really bad. I've been up here like gl- breathing super clean, wonderful air. Um, and I'm going to get home and be like, ah, air I can see.
0: Yeah. It's not too bad on this side of the mountain.
1: Yeah. But I don't want to live where you live. It's too hot there. <laughs> <in> the <laughs> only, summer.
0: only for a few months of the year. Yeah, actually, but- it just started getting nice again. And it's been wonderful. Like it's been in the low eighties, high seventies and it's kind of yes. perfect.
1: Yeah. It was, it's been very, it was like nice when I left. So it was starting to finally feel like fall, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's all rainy and it's been like high, like in the mountain, it was like high forties. So it was like free. I was dying. Like I was freezing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is this number? This is not a Southern California number.
1: (laughs) As we were driving up, the temperature kept going down because we left at like 730 in the morning. It was like 37 and I was like, I was like stuff. I don't have clothes for this. (laughs) <laughs> and she goes, it'll be fine and i'm like no you don't understand like if it drops below 60 i'm in a parka like i'm telling you
0: <laughs> yeah people don't understand that about southern californians no, we, we don't. don't do we don't do cold like it's not a it's not a thing unless we want to go too cold like if we want to go to cold we go to cold
1: i mean i lived in cold for a while so i know what actual cold is But yeah,
0: no, (laughs) uh, No, thank you.
1: She's like, it's going to be kind of cold. And I was like, "Mm, California was coming. Like I'm gonna be freezing. It's fine. (laughs) It's okay. I survived. Um, I'm still here. I, my, my calf muscles are so tight right now. And I do not know how to fix that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, you flex your foot down and then back up.
1: It's (laughs) it's so (laughs) painful.
0: Yeah. But that's what you do like, okay. back and forth.
1: Well, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of the day because I, yeah, it's like a rock.
0: Yep. Yep. Been there.
1: <sighs> but anyways, no one's joining this podcast to listen to me complain about how much my muscles hurt being <laughs> out of shape. So how about you? What have you been doing?
0: I actually got a day to do nothing yesterday. It was brilliant. Ooh. Um, I, I looked up a whole, whole bunch of uh, Powered by the Apocalypse role-playing games. Um, Monster of the Week, which we play, is actually Powered by the Apocalypse. That's the, the general game system that it's derived from. And I found a game that once we, you know, if if we ever have time, I absol- absolutely want to play with you and Mandy and and then um, The Three Women on Cautious Optimism. Because listen to this description and tell me that this is not a brilliant game. Brindlewood Bay is a role-playing game about a group of elderly women, members of the local Murder Mavens Mystery Book Club, who frequently find themselves investigating and solving real-life murder mysteries. They become increasingly aware that there are supernatural forces that connect the cases they are working on And in particular, a cult dedicated to the dark, monstrous aspect of the goddess Persephone, who come to vex them. The game is directly inspired by the television show Murder, She Wrote, but also takes inspiration from the works of H.P. Lovecraft, cozy crime dramas, and American TV shows from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Like, tell me that wouldn't be a hilarious game to play.
1: I'm telling you right now that my character would look like Betty White. 100%. One hundred percent.
0: Like it, just like you get to pick your your name and like the the fashion choices that you make, and then um, like I am trying to find. The, I have to find the character sheet, but it's like um, so. Style Alexis Cardigan Colby, all the cardigans. Uh, I am sorry, Alexis Car- Carrington Colby, all the cardigans. Blouse Barn Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy's Mornack, Going Fishing, Hippie Dippy, Jackie O, Martha's Vineyard, Office Hours, Speedwalking, and Up in Pumps. Those are the styles to pick from.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know who my character would end up looking like? You've seen Mama Mia, right? Yes. You know uh, Mrs. Weasley? Like her character yes. on that yes. one? That would end up being like who I look like, where you're wearing like the fishing vest and like the capris.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: With the short hair and the glasses, like, that would be me.
0: <laughs> and then you have to pick a cozy activity, and no two mavens can have the same one, and your choices are antiques and furniture, baking, birding, charity events, collecting, and then you have a whole bunch of choices of what you can collect, cooking, gardening, knitting, painting, pottery, quilting, and scrapbooking.
1: Oh ho, 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 ho. jokes on everyone that i already scrapbook <laughs> in <laughs> so my <it's>, regular life <laughs> so it's one of those things where
0: it, like the mysteries kind of link together and they get darker and darker as they go on but you're just little old ladies solving mysteries
1: oh my god i told you that i didn't want to do another one of these things you're make <laughs> me do it and i can feel like i would automatically volunteer for it
0: it's just such a great, like, and, and with the five of you guys, you in it, oh my god, like, it's got a little bit of, you've already kind of got your built-in dynamic, because all of you have a little bit of a different, like, I just, I, like, this has to happen at some point. Not right now. We're we, we are in no hurry. But, I like, this has to happen. Oh so, I did that. I looked up a whole bunch of different games that are, like, there's so many fun games out there. Like, people are so cre- creative. I was looking mostly for, like scary ones. You can play like a one shot horror film where, you know, basically everybody's going to die by the end, but it's the process of how long can you survive? Um, there's some just really clever stuff out there. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to hopefully play some of this over the summer. So I did that. And then Matt. Okay. So Matt, who never likes anything animated, absolutely hates cartoons. I don't know why. I don't know how you can hate cartoons, but he does not like animated anything. He found Q Force. Have you heard of Q Force?
1: No, but I'm just upset that he hates animated things.
0: Right? So Q Force is it stands for Queer Force and it's a cartoon about gay spies, basically. Oh my and god. And yeah, the the head guy is played by Sean Hayes from um Will and Grace. Okay. And he basically comes out at his—he's um, the valedictorian of his class—and he comes out on stage at his like graduation speech from the academy, and they immediately replace him as Victor- valedictorian with like this bro dude, and so he gets he gets kind of sequestered in West Hollywood. That's where his his. Um, squad is posted and they get no, they like to just sit there. They don't have anything to do because they won't send them out on on uh, missions. And so, Lori Metcalf from Roseanne played um, Roseanne's sister. I forget the character's name. But um, she plays their kind of the next level up and she's like the highest woman in the organization. And so she feels the same kind of like pressure and discrimination that they do. So um, she's like trying to root for them and trying to get them. And so they finally undercover this big conspiracy. And so that's what they're, you know, every episode is them, you know, making more progress on this conspiracy, but the cast is great. So it's got Sean Hayes as the main character. Laurie Metcalf as, um, their kind of manager. And then Wanda Sykes is one of the characters. Um, Gary Cole, who I absolutely love. He's um, the the boss from office space Um, Mm -hmm. plays. He plays the guy in, in charge of everybody. And then the dude bro uh, agent is David Harbor.
1: Oh my God. Stranger
0: things. Yeah. It's such a great cast. It's such a great cast. cast. So like for the last week and a half, Matt's like, so you want to watch Q Force? She so want, and I'd never seen like he saw it when he was staying over at um, um his school for a meeting last week, and like he must have asked me three or four times, you want to watch Q Force? You want to watch Q Force? I'm like, uh, sure. So finally last night we sat down and watched it. So good, so funny, very self aware. It's just it's a very very funny. I highly recommend it. Show. Um, I like it. And it. It
1: sounds amazing.
0: Yeah. And it's like, and it very much takes place in West Hollywood because they use a lot of the architect, like, like the, one of their first missions, they go to the Abbey. Like it's, it's very self-referential. It's hilarious. So we did that. And then, um, you know, we like foreign TV shows and we, we watch quite a few of them and we found one called into the night. Have you heard of this at
1: all? No.
0: Okay. So at least season, we've gotten through season one. It's pretty good. Season two, I'm a little bit more iffy about, um, but the the conceit of the show is that something happens with the sun and now anytime it hits earth, like, you know, wherever the sun is shining, um, it kills all life. And so this group of people are on an airplane and they basically have to stay on the night side of the earth so that they don't die. And it's very intense. It's a very good show.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. It's from uh, Belgium. Oh, And yeah, it's from Belgium and it's <laughs> my husband is very, like picky about his shows, especially if they have geography stuff involved. And he was like, Yeah, this was this was pretty good and scientifically accurate. And I like what they're doing. Like I'm like, alright, alright. So that's good. <laughs> that's, that's positive. Um but yeah, we're it's it's pretty intense. So the second season, you know, we've been watching a lot of zombie films which has a lot of survival stuff in it and so the second season is less about them being on a plane and more about them like meeting up with other people and finding places to hide and of course the military is involved and we always know how the military is at these kind of Oh boy! so yeah
1: yeah not helpful basically
0: not not helpful not helpful lots of testosterone there were a couple scenes that were reminding me of not this intense but it was a little day of the dead (laughs) (laughs) Where it's like, yeah, there's too many soldiers outnumbering the civilians. It's not a positive thing.
1: Nope. Nope. So, yep,
0: those are the things that uh, we've been doing this week. Otherwise, it's been, God, it's been busy. I'm so tired. (laughs) I'm so exhausted. Um, Oh, we did see, we, on Thursday, I went out to La Mirada and saw the play Clue. Oh, how did it go? It was really, really good. Like They establish right off the bat that this is not going to be the movie. So it's not word for word the movie like I thought it was going to be. But because they kind of established that as soon as the show starts, you're not like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. They do a really good job of keeping the flavor and the best lines, but it's definitely adapted for stage. And kind of the way they adapt it makes it almost more enjoyable nice. Um than if they had done it like scene by scene. The set was amazing because it looks like it's straight out of the, the film. And there's so many locations that they just come out of everywhere. Like every panel is a different room and they, it's so amazing. well done. Yeah, it was so well done. They didn't try to completely, um they kind of, Like a couple of people in our group thought it was a little too cartoony because they did play up the characters because they couldn't be the characters. So it was like, well, we're going to, we're going to kind of spoof the characters. Um, but they did a really great job. It was so good.
1: Did they do like just one ending or did they do the, like all the different types of endings?
0: what they did is they they started with professor plum and so they didn't do the the three endings but they were like so you're the one who did it and and then after they go through how he did it um like how he killed the person that he killed mm-hmm. um they go but it wasn't me it was this person and so they kind of go through them all like that and talk about oh, who they killed okay so it's the it's the last ending but it's them talking to each other about who did it? It's not Wadsworth f- f- explaining it all. Oh, okay. Like he explains everything up to that. He does. He does a quick recap, and it's hilarious. And the guy who played Wadsworth was amazing. Okay. Oh, um. Uh, when when Green. Uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the the movie Clue. Shame on you, first of all, for not seeing the movie Clue because it's amazing. And if you haven't seen it, pause this podcast. Go to Amazon Prime, rent it for four bucks, and watch Clue. Like yes. it is one of the best movies. Ever. It is my favorite movie ever. Um, so anyway, spoiler alert. So when when Green shoots Wadsworth, it takes him like five to seven minutes to die.
1: Oh my god! Like
0: he just tams it up for seven minutes, and then like. He he calls Green over, and Green's like holding him, and he starts singing to him the the death song from uh, Les Mis.
1: Oh my god!
0: And it's it's hilarious. Like it's hilarious. He was so good because he plays all the parts at the end. So he's like he's like parroting the the different characters. It was so good, so good.
1: That is magical. I've seen I've seen a stage production of Clue. And they did a great job with it. And then every night was a different ending. And then on the very last night, like closing night of the show, they did all the endings.
0: Oh, wow. Is that the, the musical version?
1: No, they did it. It was just a play.
0: It was just a play. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is also a, a musical out there and the the audience picks, like somebody from the audience picks the three cards that you, normally pick when you're playing a game of clue and they put it in a manila envelope you know they show it to everybody and they put it in a manila no they don't show it to everybody they pick the three cards they put them in the manila envelope they go off stage open it back up figure out which version of this play they have to do and then do that version
1: that is amazing i need to see that version
0: yeah, I'm it's cool. very rarely done because it's so hard. It, I, um, I think the original production, the the way they did it is they had like you look at the stage and it's the little um, the little player pieces, you know, those like mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what you call them. There's a name for them, but those little things that end with a little ball at the top. Yeah. Like, sorry, sorry is full of them. Um, yeah. So the set is actually six giant ones of those, and then when you turn them around, each one's a room. Whoa! Yeah,
1: somebody needs to do a stage production of that because I want to see it.
0: Yeah, it's it's I, the music. I don't I don't think I've ever heard the music, so I don't know how good the music is. But it's supposed to be a very it's a very complex show.
1: <laughs> it sounds like it. That's amazing, though.
0: So yeah, so that's what we did this week. It's been a it's been a relatively it, it's been a good week, but it's been an intense week. Like, so this was a very very busy week.
1: I only worked for three days, and it was it was insane. So, I get you on that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, we had we had Monday was a. a Professional development day, so no kids. And I was like, okay, this is nice. And then I feel like Tuesday made up for it.
1: Oh (laughs) boy. The kids
0: were so bad.
1: So bad.
0: And then Wednesday, um, we had the PSATs. So they basically shut down the school for the first three hours and do PSATs for the sophomores and juniors, and then freshmen and seniors do career and college counseling. So it was kind of awesome. I just sat in my classroom and Babysat seniors while they watched like zoom presentations, but considering that it was only, I guess like three and a half days for me, it was still a very long week.
1: (laughs) It was, it was so bad. And like, I was trying to like finish a bunch of stuff on Friday on Wednesday because I, I flew out on Thursday. So I was like trying to finish stuff and I was trying to get done by five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. And I was trying to do like pass down to all of like, all of the rest of the QA team so that they had stuff to do while I was gone and like all this stuff. And I was just like, this is a nightmare. I'm leaving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm out.
1: It was, it was bad. And like, I told them, I was like, unless it's literally on fire, I don't want any messages. Right, right like none. I was like please don't message me unless it's like seriously on fire or I'm the only possible person on the planet that can help you.
0: Have they been pretty good about it?
1: Yeah, no one messaged me anything about work. I did I did get a text from someone about um something else that was going on and I was like not surprised. <laughs> so It's
0: fine. Well good. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about I think think this is the week both of us have been looking the most forward to.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) So we're going to talk about Pride and Prejudice, Zombies, and then Warm Bodies, and we'll be right back. And we are back. And so let's start with Pride and Prejudice and Zombies because A, I love warm bodies so much, and B, I had actually never seen this before, so this is all new. Do you want to take the lead on this one?
1: Um, you didn't tell me how to do research. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but-
0: you know how did how did you like it? What should we be talking about about it?
1: Yeah. So basically like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies was a novel. So there was like a bunch of books that came out around the same time where they took classic literature novels and added some sort of Mm monster-ness to them. And it was the same author or set of authors that were doing it. So they have Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And then there's Sense and Sea Monsters, which is Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen. And then they added Sea Monsters to it. Um, I read the book. Thought it was amazing because I love Pride and Prejudice. And then they made a movie about it. <laughs> um, great casting. Love the amazing entire casting. cast. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I mean, the movie's not particularly like amazing. It's not the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. But if you like Pride and Prejudice, which I do, I'll watch any <laughs> any sort of theatrical rendition of it. It doesn't matter how bad it is. I'll
0: watch
1: it. Um, uh,
0: is, is the book pretty close to the movie?
1: Yeah. I, I, I've only read it once and it's been a long time, but basically they took the story and then just stuck zombies in it, but they did it in a way to where it's felt like that's how the book has always been. <laughs> so, they did a good job of like interweaving in the the zombie monster portion of it. So Yeah,
0: yeah, it was it's and it's funny because Pride and Prejudice is all about like classism and society and proper etiquette and <laughs> Elizabeth Bennet will have none of it.
1: <laughs> none it's, of it. It's what's really great about it is that it takes the Victorian era content And puts in a whole lot of, like, well, there's an awful lot of violence, but there's much more, like, feminism going on in Mm -hmm. it, too. Um, Because you have, like, people like Darcy, who is, like, keeps calling out, like, the importance of, like, the Victorian-era etiquette. And then the same with, like, her mother, like, Mrs. Bennett, because she's like, I need my daughters to get married because... They can't just be warrior daughters forever, or whatever.
0: <laughs> right? They they won't inherit anything, so yes, it's a it's an issue.
1: Yes, um, and then the same thing with um, Mr. Collins, right? Because he's like, I want to get married. He was like, but my wife can't be a a zombie hunter. Right? And she has to hang up her swords, and you're just like, excuse me, what?
0: <laughs> well, I think there was a con- a, a conversation where. Um, liz basically says you know my husband won't ask me to give up my swords exactly you know and matt smith is the parsons collins is hilarious and sad
1: good it's so good he was perfectly cast for that role because he plays it so well he's just such a like asshole
0: Yeah, it's just so bad. Like, oh. like this whole, this whole like expectation. Like, he's like, I want to marry this one. That one's taken. Okay, I want to marry this one. It's yes. <laughs> gonna be taken too. All right. Well, then I will marry this one. Yeah.
1: So just like not great.
0: No. No.
1: Um, but that's um, how it was in the original story. So they just added on, just like him being much more of an ass
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this. And then um, I love the the whole. How, in this, zombies can be a, they're a lot more intelligent. So they they can set traps. They can lure people into like mm-hmm. it, they, they talk. They still are trying to be part of society.
1: <laughs> yeah, in this one you have smart zombies because they're they're sto- they're still zombies, but they still are able to like talk and communicate and stuff. And then they they put together these like super elaborate traps because their whole goal is that they want to eat you or make more zombies. Mm -hmm. Um, So they will do whatever they can to lure actual people into their little traps.
0: Right. Now, is there an analog to um, the, the people in the church in the book? I don't remember that in pride and prejudice, but it's been a long time. The, the zombies that don't um, eat I, human brains?
1: I think all that stuff was added because there wasn't really any. Um, the only scene that takes place in a church in Pride and Prejudice is when Elizabeth goes to church with the Collins. Mm-hmm. When Parson Collins um, does his like sermon. And Elizabeth learns that Darcy is the reason that uh, Jane and Mr. Bingley were separated. That's the only church scene I believe that actually takes place Okay. in Pride and Prejudice. Okay. So the extra zombie stuff, like anything zombie related is a hundred percent added as uh, supplemental to the story. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. The, the, there's a point where um, they show that zombies uh. don't turn into full zombies if they don't eat human brains. And so there's this whole like, church full of of dead people who've been subsisting on pig brains for ever okay. so that they don't become full zombies and it's it, it, i as far as the zombie mythos goes i thought it was pretty cool
1: yeah they they introduced some interesting things so like what's nice about the story is that the whole zombie apocalypse thing is already established so this is them having figured out a way to coexist within the zombie apocalypse, apocalyptic world that's happening. Mm -hmm. And so with that, like you have two classes of people. It's really funny because they do the classism in a different way in this is Uh that everyone does their training in two different countries. So people who are very rich did their training in Japan, people that are not so rich did their training in China. And that's something that's like, looked at like, hmm, you did your training in this country. Like, hmm, not as good as the rest of
0: us. Yes. But it suggested that training in China is actually better. Like yeah. you actually get better training.
1: Yes. Cause Elizabeth was like, she was like, I wouldn't trade my Shaolin training for anything. So, um, but one of my favorite scenes, right. Is when they go to the ball, they go to like the dance in Meriton. Mm -hmm. and uh so everyone is there and then like it's the classic like it's the first time we meet mr bingley and his sister caroline and then we meet darcy for the first like we don't meet him for the first time because we've already seen him but like we meet him like elizabeth is meeting him for the first time basically right 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 um and he like says all this like rude stuff that she's like barely tolerable like to him that there's no way he would like pay attention to her and all of this stuff and then in this movie like there's the whole like all of a sudden zombies are attacking the the ball and all of the bennett sisters have this like slow-mo badass fights <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing because the way they just like walk in and she's got like knives her sister's got like this but like staff and it's just like they start killing everyone and you see darcy and Bingley off to the side. And Darcy's like, my God, her <laughs> eyes.
0: <laughs>
1: and he's just like, and I'm like, mm, someone changed their mind real quick. He's like, that was the hottest woman I've ever seen in my entire life. And I need her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I mean, That's the whole goal. That's the whole thing in Bride and Predators, right? Be- yes. Like he's attracted to the fact that she breaks convention, but is afraid to, to go after her because she breaks convention.
1: Yes. Which is why I absolutely my favorite scene of the entire movie is when she kicks his ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's It's so wonderful because for people who have seen Pride and Prejudice, like, Darcy basically like, corners Elizabeth and tells her that he wants to marry her. But first he insults her, insults her family and like says all the stuff but he was like take me out of my agony and just marry me because i'm in love with you and she's like excuse me <laughs> <laughs> and so they go through the whole speech thing and she was like she was like i'm so sorry but you told me you like you basically insulted me told me that you love me and you want to marry me and she's like i don't think so um and she basically tells him she's like you're the last man in the world i could ever be prevailed upon to marry is what she says mm-hmm And like, but in this movie, they get into this whole ass fight scene. And she just like beats his ass. (laughs) He deserves it, though. A hundred percent. So she like, they have this whole thing where they're like aggressively fighting with each other, but also trying to take each other's clothes off at the same time.
0: Oh, yeah. Like all the (laughs) the 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 random uh, sword uh, swipes. Remove buttons. <laughs> it was
1: very Mask of Zorro.
0: Yes. Very. Oh, my God. I forgot about that movie.
1: Yes. Mask of Zorro. It's the fight scene between between Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Right. 100%. Because
0: they're just like. Somebody,
1: what?
0: Anytime somebody mentions this, is we're going off topic for a second. Um, have you ever seen um, Zorro and the Gay Blade?
1: Okay. My dad talks about this movie all the time and he freaking loves it.
0: It's um, such a good
1: movie. I think I've seen it. I have seen this movie. It's ridiculous and amazing all at the same time.
0: It's George Hamilton as as two versions of Zorro. There's the Zorro that everybody knows and then I think it's his cousin or his brother. I don't remember. I just remember because it's been a very... Like, I think it was a teenager when I saw it last. But um, but <laughs> the, uh, the other brother is gay and so... Mm-hmm. Anytime he pretends to be Zoro, like he's in a different color. So it's like bright plum or, and, and of course it's not purple. It's plum. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. I'm, I'm sure if I went back and watched it, I would be just appalled at how like homophobic it probably is. But I remember growing up and going, okay, oh, this is funny.
1: Yeah. It probably doesn't hold up super well, but it is a movie that does exist.
0: It is a movie that does exist and a very, like, I mean, for its time, a pretty clever, clever piece. <laughs> you have to look right. at it as a per- period piece.
1: Yes, yeah, that's definitely what it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so um, I don't know. I liked the zombies. I liked the 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 characters. Like, it's just a good, it's a good zombie movie because it's, again social commentary <laughs> different different social commentary social commentary for a different time but still social commentary
1: yes and george wickham is still trash they just turn him into a different style of trash yes he's always trash um what was your favorite part though i have to know
0: um i kind of like i like when they find out about when when she finds out about Wickham, mm-hmm. and and like that whole like escape sequence, like I feel I feel like after she and um and Jane go to help the the soldiers, I feel like mm-hmm. from that part on, I'm really enjoying it. Oh yeah, super. I mean, the good. whole thing's good, but that's just like it's a really good. All of a sudden, it becomes very actiony but it doesn't mm-hmm. lose any of its style or flavor. So good.
1: I I love when, like, because she comes to save Darcy, basically. And, like, mm-hmm. and so she, res- Elizabeth rescues him, and Jane rescues Bingley, which is, of course, because Bingley is just not, he needs help. He needs rescuing all the time, he, basically. He, he's very pretty. He is super pretty. He's he is so pretty. pretty. Yeah. Jane's going to keep him safe and alive. I can tell you already. Um, yeah. But when d- she comes to rescue him, right. And they like are riding back on the horse and barely make it across hanging bridge. Cause they're going to blow it up. Cause it's the only access from where all the zombies are to Hertfordshire. Unlike mm-hmm. basically where all the people live. So it's the last bridge to get across. They're going to blow it up. And like, they barely make it across. Right. And like, he could be dead. No one knows. And Elizabeth is like, Oh my God. She was like, from the first moment I beheld you, she was like, my, like, what is she, I don't forget what she says. Like her heart was forever changed or whatever. She basically like tells him that she loves him. Right. Um, And then later on, they have that moment. Like after Bingley comes and proposes to Jane and then everybody leaves the room. And then she and Darcy have that conversation. I love it so much. I live for the Darcy Elizabeth moments.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They really are good. They are very good. And uh, Lily James and Sam Riley play them excellently.
1: Oh, they do such a good job. Like I'm obsessed with pride and prejudice for unknown reasons, but it's my favorite movie of all time. I've seen the 2005 version with Matthew McFadden and Keira Knightley to the point where I can recite the entire movie by heart. Nice. But yeah. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad you liked it. Lyle, on the other hand, had different feelings. Oh,
0: yes. Tell, tell, tell me how Lyle, Lyle rated this one.
1: Okay. I'm going to just, am I supposed to read this verbatim? Probably. Yeah. Uh,
0: That's what I've done, but you can do whatever you want.
1: So he said, I don't know the source material for this. It's extremely different lore. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Um, Much more like vampires. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Also, one of the first actual instances of referencing brain eating, specifically, like he goes in our watch anyway. It was like very specific for this is like the first time where they actually said they eat brains. Right, right.
0: It's not the first time in in uh, zombie history, but it's definitely in our rewatch. The first, like, the, actually, both both movies this this week talk about brains.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Um, I do like a story set well after the infection, after everyone knows about things and a new normal has been established. The mashup of zombie readiness and the Victorian fashion is very amusing. <laughs> um, well, there's that part where she's like, Mrs. Featherston. And she's like trying to push her leg <laughs> like rotting decaying skin, like back into place to fix her hair. She's like, hi, it's
0: me. <laughs> I just was coming over to say hi, borrow yeah. a cup of sugar. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, so he says, okay, these girls somehow make fighting look almost as graceful as dancing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Accurate. Um, is mom trying specifically to put her daughter in a, and they stay overnight wink, wink situation.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, that is exactly what she's trying to do.
1: <laughs> she's trying to set her daughter up to marry, set Jane up to marry Bingley. And she thinks that the only way she can do that is to like make Jane sick and like have to stay over at his house. So mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> whatever. Her mom, their mom's got some problems. That's for dang sure. Yeah, it's um, so true. Matt Smith is a fantastic asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I really dig Elizabeth. Same. Um, screw marrying this dumb asshole. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she goes to the woods alone. Also not a great decision. No. No. Um, Yeah, Elizabeth kicked Darcy's ass. (laughs) Oh, it's revolved into a flirt fight. (laughs) Oh, they didn't (laughs) kiss. (laughs) Okay. He goes, I expected them to kiss. And I was like, yeah. She's like, or someone to get stabbed. Um, I can't tell you that my level of obsession with um, Pride and Prejudice has extended into fan fiction in different ways. Um, So even in the original story in the 2005 version of pride and prejudice um when they get into that argument there's a point where they like are very close to each other and you're like oh they're straight up gonna kiss like it's gonna happen um but they don't and i've read fan fictions where they have like had them kiss in that scene and like how different the story becomes after that
0: yeah yeah Um, well i mean again it's not it's not proper
1: it's not proper but it was very like if you watch that movie they were just like they were going to angry kiss, and I was like, Oh, please do it. Please. <laughs> but yeah, in the same thing, it's like that moment where they're like staring at each other, and you're like, Oh, they're straight up going to make out. And then he just leaves. He goes, Sorry for taking up so much of your time. And then he like adjusts his vest that has one button left and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Side note before we finish, one of my favorite moments is when. <laughs> When Charlotte and, and, and Wickham are not Wickham and Collins come home and they see the poly studies in disarray and he goes, This was an antique. This can't be fixed. <laughs> he's like, it was a gift from Lady Catherine. I was dying. I was laughing so hard.
0: He's so completely disconnected from reality. It's ridiculous. And at the end, they suggest that maybe he's um He's marrying because of, of he, he needs a beard.
1: <laughs> he yes. needs
0: a woman to to cover for the fact that he is gay.
1: Uh, and in love with Mr. Darcy, because when he marries them, he was like, you may now kiss Mr. Darcy, the brides, the brides.
0: <laughs> the brides. I mean, the total, totally mean the brides. The brides, not Mr. Darcy.
1: Okay. Um, he said, Elizabeth gives Howard Rourke from Fountainhead I don't know. I do not i have never read found head. Please don't get mad.
0: No, I, I don't know if I have either
1: vibes. So I can't really comment on that because I don't have any sort of like thing to add to that. Um, and he goes, and maybe not in a good way. So I think maybe this is not. Uh, maybe he just didn't like it that much. And he goes, overall, not my favorite.
0: Um, this is very. This is a very specific. Yeah. Yeah, this is like, I can understand people not liking this. It is both, it it is period, it is a spoof. It is um, supposed to be ridiculous.
1: Yes, he said, um, he's like, overall, it wasn't my favorite because he's not a big romance rom-com kind of person. He goes, but Mm -hmm. he enjoyed them more than he expected. And that's in reference to both of the movies. So that's good.
0: That's good. That's positive.
1: Because it's yeah. a very different take on both the zombie genre and then including it in in a different way. Like when we talk about warm zombies, that's at uh, warm warm zombies, warm bodies. That's a completely different take on, like, zombies, pretty much.
0: Right, but again, like I, I I have said since the beginning that a good a good zombie movie has social commentary, and and this, even though it's from a different time period, it. it Definitely addresses, like, feminism, and, I mean, you got to think about it. There's a lot of stuff from back there that has carried over into modern times that is just not
1: Not, not the best good. way.
0: No, in terrible ways. Terrible, terrible ways. Yeah,
1: it's not great. So uh, I do
0: appreciate it from that point of view. Like, I, I think out of the two, I like Worm Zombies better but that's you said warm have-
1: zombies too.
0: Oh my God. You've got me saying it now. <laughs> uh, I like warm bodies better, but I think that's always because I don't, I don't have the connection to pride and prejudice that you do. And I do have the connection to Shakespeare, which is actually a, like warm bodies is definitely Romeo and Juliet.
1: Yes. And 100% is, but um, like pride and prejudice is just something that I've loved for a long time. And it's something that I share with one of my best friends like I literally went on a trip to England to visit the different Pemberley's that are used in, this, in the movies. So, and I have a bust of Mr. Darcy in my I was bedroom. just going to say,
0: don't you have a Mr. Darcy
1: bust? <laughs> I do. I do. And everyone knows about it. Cause he used to sit on my desk at work, but now he's on my bookcase at home. So it's, it's something that I don't like shy away from. It's my obsession with Pride and Prejudice is like equal to my obsession with K pop. So it all sits there.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. No, and so I think that's one of the when you suggested that, I remembered how much you loved Pride and Prejudice. And I was like, Yeah, we definitely have to add that to the mix because this is yeah, I A, I had never seen it. And B, I knew how much you love Pride and Prejudice. So it was kind of a perfect blend.
1: Exactly. Exactly. X.
0: Excellent. 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 Um are we good to move on to Warm Bodies or was there anything else from this movie yes. we should hit? Okay, cool. I I literally just watched it this morning and I was like not okay. because I didn't want to, but because it just I just did not have the time. I love this movie so much.
1: It's so good. Have right? you read the
0: book? Yeah.
1: Yes, I have.
0: Okay, now I've heard the book is very different.
1: Yes. So there, um, the majority of the book is the same, um, as the movie, but in the movie, they actually made our younger. Um, okay. so in the movie, everyone is, has like sort of, um, whatever they're wearing puts them in, in like a certain class of zombie or something. Oh, he was funny. considered okay. a business zombie. Because he was wearing okay. like a suit and a tie. So he looked like he was like a businessy person. But in this one, they wanted to age him down. So they put him in a t shirt and a hoodie and jeans. Gotcha. Um, so that's what they did. But a lot of it is the same. The ending is different in the book. Like what happens with her dad is different. Um, I think i think that's it like the rest of it is all pretty much the same there's like things here and there that they change to make it more of a theatrical like thing to make it more mm-hmm. easily translatable into um cinema but the like the whole romeo and juliet aspect definitely is a big part of it it was in both versions in the book and in the movie um I did a bunch of research for this because we covered this on Tea Time because Chelsea had never seen this
0: movie. <laughs> well, we should, we should talk about... Okay, so Nicholas Holt plays R, who's a zombie, and Teresa Palmer plays Julie, which she's the daughter of the guy who runs the human compound. And so... Who is John
1: uh, Malkovich. <laughs> John
0: Malkovich. Like, you can't get any more intense than John Malkovich. It's like, here, Perfect. be... Uh, yeah, I hear be be the scary be the scary dad guy. Terrifying. <laughs> but yes. So, I mean, right off the bat, so Nicholas Holt plays R Romeo and mm-hmm. Teresa Palmer plays Julie, which is Juliet, and the two families are zombies and humans, and it's very much Romeo and Juliet, including like killing family member type incidences. So, um, yes, it, it opens with, uh, Nicholas Holt kind of introducing us to the world of zombies and he's just kind of shambling through an airport and like his life is very boring and, uh, he, he kind of bumps into people and you know, that that's like the highlight of his day is like bumping into people. And he has a friend who is Rob Cordry, who I love in this movie, by the way, like Rob Cordry is amazing.
1: Mm-hmm
0: um m and uh and so and you you learn that basically zombies are zombies until they start kind of losing all connection to humanity whatsoever and then they become these uh skeleton things called oh what do they call them um bonies 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 because they're just skeletons and the bonies are like mm-hmm. creepy monster things Um, There's just these skeletons that run around and they're like much more vicious, much more savage, but you know, otherwise pretty much, you know, zombies are zombies. They eat people.
1: Oh yeah. So like one of the things that makes this movie completely different from any of the other ones is that the story is completely told from the perspective of a zombie.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. And uh, like, you cannot not like Nicholas Holt's character. Like, he's just this like really likable zombie.
1: (laughs) My, one of my favorite parts is when he's like, he goes, I'm just lost. He goes, no, I'm really lost. I've never been in this part of the airport before. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, he, he gets like, he runs into his friend M who's played by, um, Rob Cordry and from, from, uh daily show fame. And, uh, and they just kind of like, uh, uh, like sup <laughs> and they can say one word at a time here and there. So like he goes brains and uh, Rob Corrigan goes city <laughs> and they got to get a posse going and then they go into the city to go see if they can eat anybody. Um, Cause you know, they have nothing better to do. And so that's kind of how, Mm -hmm. we are introduced to these zombie characters. So we, we move back to Julie's perspective or to Julie's perspective. And she's going out with um, her boyfriend. who's played by Dave Franco and um, a couple of other friends. And they go out to basically um, they're doing a supply run, basically like they're scavenging for supplies. And that's when, you know, they're in, they're in a pharmacy getting stuff. And R's little posse runs into this posse and R ends up eating Dave Franco, who is Julie's boyfriend.
1: Poor Perry.
0: <laughs> Poor Perry. Um, which is kind of like the the, um, Malvolio killing Tybalt kind of thing in Romeo and Juliet. Because, you know, it's or in if you're more familiar with West Side Story, it's with... Uh, um, uh, I forget the name of the character killing Maria's brother or or cousin. I can't remember which it is. But anyway, so she basically they're killing they're, they're killing killing people off. They shouldn't be killing, but because they when when zombies eat human brains, they get the memories of the human, which kind of allows them to feel for a moment. And the whole social commentary, because, again, if it's a good zombie movie, it's got social commentary. The whole social commentary of this is um, people have lost connection with one another and just don't feel the same way. And that's part of the reason why this all happened is nobody was connected to anybody. So. Um, yes. Yeah. So because he eats Dave Franco's brain, he gets his memories of Julie And he decides, and R decides he's going to try and save Julie from the other zombies (laughs) by just smearing a little bit of blood on her. (laughs) She's fine.
1: Yeah, but he was totally like enthralled with her when she slid out from behind that counter with a shotgun. He was like, holy, this woman is beautiful. He was like, I need her. And then he kills Perry and eats his brain. And now he's in love with her. (laughs)
0: So. Yeah, so it's a combination of being intrigued by her originally and getting Perry's brains that he he kind of puts the two together and goes, I need to I need to be with this girl. Um, yes. So he, he basically smuggles her out um, and takes her back to his place, which is an airplane that he is filled with stuff because apparently he collects stuff.
1: Yes. Yes. My favorite moment is when he's like staring at her and he was like, Oh, don't be creepy, don't be creepy, don't be creepy.
0: (laughs) His inner monologue is amazing.
1: It's so funny because he's just like, Oh, sorry. And he just like looks away. He was like, My bad. (laughs) (laughs) He's so funny.
0: Yeah, no, he's pretty awesome. And then, um, so, he says, you know, it's not safe for her to leave for a couple of days. So, she, of course, tries to escape anyway. And then he rescues her again. And he's like, no, really, you have to stay put for a while. And then she is kind of like, all right, enough is enough. We need to go. And so, they start heading back. But in this, in the meantime, he's starting to, like, like every once in a while, his heart beats, like, just, like, one little beat here or there. So, yes. Um, she escapes again, right? She leaves him again. And, um, and he, ru- she runs into Rob Corddry, M and a pack of zombies and. Uh, R saves her again. And basically like Rob Corddry and those zombies are like, wait, what, what's going on? And they start to kind of feel stuff again. And so all of a sudden you've got like the two parties, you've got the humans. Now you've got the zombies and then you have the bonies. And now you have three factions that none of them like each other. <laughs> it's kind of a thing.
1: Yeah. But they're like, what's interesting is like straight up ours, like, we're all going to become the bonies eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, but he said like, he goes, they'll eat anything. He goes, at least when I eat that eat people, I feel bad about it. (laughs) He goes, but I have to, otherwise I become them. So,
0: right. So, um, he finally helps her get to like this little suburban, like strip of, of houses. And that's when he for dreams for the first time. And again, dead things don't dream, so this is like a big red flag to him that something's different. And meanwhile, uh, M. Rob Corddry's character is like looking at a poster of two people holding hands, and his start, be- his heart starts beating. So, um, the the bonies are kind of like checking him out. Like, what's wrong with you? Something's not right. You know, and they're sniffing around them. And so the zombies are all of a sudden like, oh, we got to get out of here because if we're becoming alive again, these things are going to kill us.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much.
0: So Julie leaves because in the middle of the night because she doesn't want R to be, you know, the, the kind of the suggestion is that she knows that R can't come with her. So she, you know, goes back to, to live with the people. And she's talking to her best friend about how, like, she met this guy. <laughs> He's a zombie. And she <laughs> kind of misses him. And um, when R finds out that the, the zombies are on the run from the bonies, um, he goes, we've got to go tell them because the bonies are going to attack both the zombies and the people. And so he sneaks back in to the city and then there's the fact that they're like, we, we can totally touch him up. It's fine. <laughs> we'll just put makeup on him so he doesn't look dead. And they're playing pretty woman in the background. <laughs> Julie's like, it's not helping.
1: Oh, my God. You did skip a very important part that happened while they were at the house, though.
0: Oh, go ahead.
1: Um, so when she's like, I'm freezing, right? Because they got rained on and her all her clothes are wet, and she mm-hmm. starts to take her clothes off, and he's like, Holy shit, holy shit, and he's like, Don't look, don't look, but he's like staring at her, she's like undressing. <laughs> he's like, Oh my god, beautiful woman. But also he tells her that he's the one who killed Perry.
0: Oh too. yes. Yes. And she's kind of like, Yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like She's she not really knew, bothered but, by it at all. Well, I mean, she knew, but she was like hoping that it really wasn't him, and it was upsetting to her because that was her boyfriend. So, um, but I do like when he breaks into the city and he's mm-hmm. like walking, and the goats go by, and he was like, "No, no, shoot, go away, go away." And
0: he's <laughs> he's trying he's so like, hard not to draw focus.
1: He's like trying really hard to be human, um, and it's just not working out for him. <laughs>
0: No, um,
1: no. But they do, like, he goes there and he gets Julie's attention. And it's, like, the very, like, balcony scene from Romeo it's and Juliet. Totally the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. So they, like, get him up there, right? And then they start doing, like, the makeup stuff. And she's uh, her friend is playing Pretty Woman, like you said. And she was like, really? And she was like, what? It's funny. And then changes to a different <laughs> song. But, yeah,
0: They're very self-aware. Like, it's not... It's not breaking the fourth wall, but it's definitely like we are aware of what we're trying to do here.
1: yes, yes it's it was it was pretty funny because then like after that, like they want to try to explain to her dad that the zombies are changing, that things are different and that the bad guys aren't really the corpses because they call them corpses. Um, it's not them, it's the bony ones that are the problem yeah, um, the that skeletons. the corpses yeah that the corpses are changing that they're like he can feel and like his he has a heartbeat he's because she when she hugs him she says you're warmer than i remember
0: yeah and when they get caught in the rain he's like shivering because he's actually cold and he's like zombies don't
1: get cold he was like zombies don't get cold is this what cold feels like it was really funny um but i love the part when they're like walking and the 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 soldier stops them right Mm -hmm. and he goes in his in his commentary he's like say something human say something and he goes how are you nailed it
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's so many of these like like i love the fact that we get his inner monologue like i don't know how else you would do this movie but yeah his his comments to in his inner monologue are hilarious absolutely hilarious
1: it's so perfect because it, that's exactly how people feel. They like, say something human. Like, say something, how are you? Nailed it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's, he's just an introvert. Let's just be honest.
1: Like, it's yes.
0: basically just those of us who are, intro- we've all had those moments where, like, say something normal, <laughs> say something that's not going to be weird.
1: Yeah. Did, so fun facts about this movie. Um, yes, please. One of the things is that they went to zombie school. Um, Prior to filming this, to learn how to act and walk like zombies. Um, which is also really funny when he like tells Julie to act like a zombie and she's like, uh," and he's like, Too much, too much. (laughs) Um also, none of the zombies blink through the majority of this movie. None of the actors do. They don't blink on when they're on screen. Excellent. Um, until they start to change later because blinking is a human thing right like it's because we have to keep our eyes you know moisturized so we don't zombies don't need that so they don't blink Um, so as it continues it's like the subtle thing that changes over time is that like they start blinking and they start acting more human
0: yeah Um, so yeah so when he she finally introduces R to her dad um, he's very John Malkovich, which is terrifying. And then, um, he's like, no, this isn't going to work. And her friend basically pulls a gun on him and says, no, you're going to let him go. And they run to find the zombies because they know the zo- the zombies that the corpses are, are in trouble too. And when they get there, uh, there's like a lot of them. Like it started out with just like maybe a dozen or so, and now there's like, 100 at least. There's like a, a huge pack of zombies that are just sitting there kind of waiting to figure out what's going to go down because mm-hmm. they're being chased by the by the bonies. And Rob Gorgeous like, excuse me, excuse me, coming through, pardon me, excuse me. And he's pushing through all the zombies to get to the front.
1: He's like, best friend here, best friend, that's me. <laughs> that's me, coming through.
0: Um, and so they decide that the only way to get into good graces with the soldiers is to fight the bonies. And so the bonies have caught up to them and the bonies start attacking them and they start fighting the bonies. And yeah,
1: I love that so much because the soldiers <laughs> come rushing in and they were like, there's there's corpses fighting corpses. And they're like, wait, what? And they were like, who, "Who do we shoot?" And then M throws the one bony and goes, "This asshole!" And then they like <laughs> shoot him.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just and he's and Rob Corddry's kicking some ass. Like it's pretty pretty awesome. Like he's doing a good job. Um, great. Yeah, and he's great in this movie. I do not he hasn't done a lot of a lot of film, but I just mm-hmm. I loved him in this. And I, I remember leaving the theater going, "I want to see more Rob Corddry and stuff." Um. So yeah, so they, they, and you know, John Malkovich is still not convinced, but the soldiers are like, well, like, I guess we could help them out at least start there. Meanwhile, uh, R and Julie are running from bonies and they get to this, like, why is there a door that just opens out to nowhere?
1: I you know I ask myself that question every single time I watch this movie because they're basically in a in a baseball stadium or whatever and I'm like why does this door exist?
0: Yeah, it just like leads out into this platform that's not even big enough for like really for two people to be on and mm-hmm. then below it is this fountain water feature thing mm-hmm. and so he decides he's going to save her by basically being her landing cushion <laughs> and, and like falls backwards with her hugged against him. So that way, when he hits the water, she doesn't feel the impact, um, which I don't know if that's exactly how physics work, but we'll go I with it.
1: don't think it is, but it works for this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it works for this. So, um, and then she's worried that um, he's like dead, dead because he's, under the water and not moving. And finally she pulls him up and then dad shoots him.
1: As messed up.
0: <laughs> now my do understanding do is kiss. spoilers again, if you haven't read the book, they do kiss. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they kiss it. Then he gets shot. Um, mm-hmm. But in the book, doesn't he end up actually dying at that point?
1: The dad actually is the one who dies. Not.
0: Oh really? Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't remember uh, how, but it happens.
0: I definitely want to go back and read the book because it it sounds like it's it's really good. But anyway, when he shoots R, he realizes that R is bleeding, and so they are really becoming alive again. And so he calls to all the units to like help the zombies out, and they do. And then everybody lives happily ever after.
1: Yeah, because there's this like moment where like they're kissing and she like pulls back and this camera like zooms in on his face and his pupil dilates like it changes to blue. Like his eye changes to blue and then it dilates and you're like, holy crap, he's a person again. Mm -hmm. And then he gets shot right after that. And she was like, he's bleeding. <laughs> i love when they're in the car and he was like are you like are you still bleeding and he was like yeah and he goes good good <laughs> I'm like, That's messed up.
0: thank you john malkovich um i also like the like when they show that you know society's getting back to normal and they show like the guy playing catch with the zombie and the zombie can't catch the ball but then when he becomes more human he can catch the ball yep I find that yep. to be a fallacy because if it was me, I still wouldn't be able to catch the ball.
1: Oh my God. Um, <laughs>
0: but I love it when Rob Corddry, like he's trying to open an umbrella because it's raining and he can't get it open. And so this woman comes up to him and says, do you need help? And he's like, yeah, zombie hands. And so she opens it for him and then he insists on walking to her to wherever to keep her from the rain. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you're very beautiful. And She goes, thank you. Well, now you're supposed to say, I'm very beautiful.
1: (laughs) It was really funny because he's still like, he's like, I'm Marcus. Like, he's still very zombie-like. So, he's trying to, like, learn to talk again. And he's like, I'm Marcus. And I was like, that's so cute. They were so cute. I hope they fall in love.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'd be like, like it's just, it's it's an adorable ending to this movie. like just everybody lives happily ever after, but such a good movie. such a, like it, it's a very appropriate title because it's just heartwarming. It's just heartwarming.
1: Exactly. Um, should we talk about Lyle's?
0: Yes. I'm very curious to hear Lyle's.
1: Okay. So he said, warm bodies already love that they're leaning into the whole muscle memory thing, which is totally accurate. That's this whole movie.
0: Right, right. The the port the port um, T S A agent that's just like his his entire being is just standing there with the with the wand, yes. <laughs> as people come in and out of the no longer functioning metal detectors.
1: Yes, yes, it's very funny. He goes, "I do love a movie that's late apocalypse and setting this, and setting this from the zombie perspective is a neat a neat twist." Um. Mantra of don't be creepy really hits the ADHD kid in me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mine was also don't. (laughs) He said mine was always don't be weird. (laughs) Um, I got you on that, my friend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think we've been there.
1: He goes, then I found my people and I was like, hi, we're people.
0: (laughs) we, we um, like we like podcasting because we don't have to look at people it's great
1: exactly exactly he goes huge bruce the zombie vibes when he puts puts on the record and i was like yes. oh
0: yes <laughs> i thought about that too i was like this is very bruce the zombie if you don't know what we're talking about First of all, shame on you for not watching We're not listening to what is not. But yeah, we have a character in our actual play, our Monster of the Week actual play, uh, named Bruce the Zombie, who is – he he communicates through text messages and interpretive dance.
1: Yes. Um, (laughs) It is very Bruce the Zombie vibes, which I was loving because he was – he was trying to explain to her like how he feels and he couldn't. So he put on a song so that she would like understand. <laughs> it was really yeah. funny. Um, and he goes, and now we're in trouble. Creepy zombie guy saw that saw their window. Um, and then he said, actress gives weird low budget Kristen Stewart vibe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my God.
1: There's that's
0: so accurate. But she's been in a lot yes. of stuff. What is she? What is
1: she? One hundred percent true.
0: Lights out. I am number four. Um, I- Hacksaw Ridge. I don't recognize any of the. Oh, A Discovery of Witches. Yes. Okay. So that's the last right. thing I've seen her in. Uh, have you seen any of that? I haven't watched season two.
1: Um, I haven't watched that show, but I have watched I am number four, so I remember her from that. That movie was not very good.
0: No, she's been on a lot of right. stuff that's not been, um, wonderful.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So, but I was feeling the the low budget Kristen Stewart vibe, like 100%. Yeah, I get that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. So then he says, these are weirdly smart zombies. And then he goes, oh, the zombies remember being in love. And then I think Lyle has a meltdown. <laughs> because he says damn it katie in all caps (laughs) he goes i was slogging through this because i said i would and now i'm feeling feelings (laughs) 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 and he goes okay i have to admit it took till the balcony scene to fully get that this is a romeo and juliet riff He goes, I thought it in passing a few times. Yeah. Um, But now I've been smacked directly in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There were hints and now it's for anyone not paying attention. Here is without subtlety. (laughs) (laughs) True. So truth. He goes. At least if they die, that might not be the end. He goes. It's okay. R. I tell myself to say human, say something human all the time, and don't do much better. <laughs> <laughs> and I am human.
0: <laughs> uh, it's so good. Like it's it's very there. I I never really thought about it as kind of a um, uh, mental divergent character, but definitely there is some. Yes, yes, there's definitely some awkward person stuff going on here.
1: Yes. Um, So he says, I am human, more or less. And then he goes, water kiss, such such a trope.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very much so.
1: (laughs) But... But he did say, like I said before, that he that these were definitely not his favorite movies because he's not into romance or rom com. But he really liked them more than he expected. And he goes, "I enjoyed having the chance to, n- like." He goes, "And when I didn't, I enjoyed having the chance to not enjoy them." And then he said, "He hoped that it made sense."
0: Yeah. No, so I get that. I get that. I want to like, say he it's
1: had- yeah,
0: yeah. Go ahead. You've you finished? Where for anybody listening, we've been like getting out of sync a lot this episode. So if it sounds weird or it sounds we're stepping on each other, it's a little bit because we're trying to negotiate this little bit of a lag.
1: Yeah. He, um, so it's like, it's like those moments where you find the movie super enjoyable, but then there's like these moments where you're just like, this is not great. (laughs) So it's like, Moments where you can really enjoy it and then moments where it's just not so good. And he like enjoyed the chance to have both of those, because I think it seemed like he really liked warm bodies a bit. And, but there were moments in pride and prejudice that he really liked, but didn't like certain parts of it. So it makes sense.
0: Right. It totally makes, it totally makes sense. And uh, I, for this, for this movie, um, you know, again, the social commentary around it you know, losing connection with people and getting that connection back. And I thought that that was a very, like I went into this movie when it came out in theaters going, I am seeing this cause it's a zombie movie and I know people are going to ask me what I think of it. So that's why I'm going to go see it, but I can't imagine this being a good movie, but I saw it in theaters. I left that movie going, Oh my God, what a great zombie
1: movie. I also saw this in theaters, thought it was super great, decided to read the book And funny story. I was reading the book. I was still working at Disneyland at the time. And I was doing what is called flashback. It's like this giant competition musical thing that everybody that like anybody who wants to participate, like you have different teams and then you compete against each other. It's like Disneyland versus California adventure. And then two teams in Disneyland versus each other. And then same thing with California adventure. Um, I was like doing that and I was sitting at a Coco's by myself eating food before I had to go to rehearsal. And I was reading the book and the, in the booth next to mine, the lady kept staring at me and I was like, what is happening? And she goes, excuse me. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, my husband produced the movie for that book you're reading. And he turns around and looks at me and he was like, hi. Hi. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's that's super great!" And the wife, the, he looks at his wife like, Will "You shut up! Like, why are you telling people this?" <laughs> but it was a super random encounter to have at a Coco's in Anaheim at like huh? seven at night. It Was weird.
0: Was it a? Was it a? I'm proud of him, like I'm boasting about it, or was it a? Oh, look, somebody's actually reading the book that you just made a movie of that I didn't think was a thing.
1: I think she was bragging. Like she was trying to brag, and I think it was like one of those like moments where you never get to brag about something because it was, it was very niche to be like reading that book. Uh-huh. I feel like, and so it was just like it had the movie cover on it, so it was very clear that like I was reading it because I had seen the movie, and she was just very excited to like brag about her husband's like work with somebody that she didn't know. That's
0: awesome. You gotta you gotta appreciate it.
1: I mean, I'm here for it. Like, she wants to brag about her husband's work. Go for it. He was not about it, though. He was like, quiet. <laughs> don't tell people that. <laughs> He's
0: sitting there going, say something human, say something human.
1: <laughs> How are you? Nailed it.
0: I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> when I don't know what to say. I'm just going to say that. Say something human, say something human. How are you?
1: <laughs> Nailed it. It's- it's the most human response because no one actually gives a crap about how you are. No, it's just no. it's it's what you say when someone's like, "Hi," you're like, "Oh my god, hi! How are you?" We don't we don't want to know how you are. Just say fine, okay, doing well. Like you I love how they
0: use I love how they use that in Shaun of the Dead where every time he meets Yvonne, they're like. How, how are you surviving? How are you surviving? And then the last time when they finally get together, how are you surviving?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so true. Like It's just the most like basic conversation you can have with someone because to be honest, no one really wants to know how you're doing. And if you elaborate, they're like, that's not what I, I wasn't really asking you how you are. Yeah. Like, please, shh, don't tell me. <laughs> I don't want to know. No, no, don't, yeah. speak. <laughs> don't speak.
0: Don't speak. Um, alright so I think these were these were very successful I think both of us really enjoyed them I know they might not be everybody's cup of tea but I, I think that they are a good again this is a zombie primer this is a let's introduce you to a wide scope of zombie movies so that you can be conversant in it and you can have opinions about movies that get brought up in zombie conversations frequently and I feel like these are two very important ones to have on that list.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, I got Steph to watch both of these movies, and she doesn't like horror movies. So the fact that she watched both of these movies with me over the last couple of days is stupendous.
0: Did she like give you any feedback? Did she enjoy them? Did she like them?
1: It seemed like she liked them. I think she liked warm zombies more. Warm bodies. Warm bodies. Dang it. <laughs> warm bodies more than Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, but I'm not 100% sure.
0: It's just it's She's- just charming. It's just a charming movie. Yes. All right. So next week we're doing zombie comedies, like full-on zombie comedies, but that have like oh, no, no. <laughs> I apologize, but they're zombie comedies with a little bit of bite to them. Um,
1: oh, my God.
0: I know. I'm sorry. I just couldn't get out because it popped in my brain and say something human. Um, so we're doing Zombieland, which I think is a lot of people's introduction to zombie movies, mm-hmm. actually, especially since, you know, we hit the 2000s. I think if you hadn't seen it, it was like, Okay um this is a this is a good Zombieland land is a good job of introducing you to zombie lore period like they kind of basically <laughs> they have the rules at the beginning which are very important yes and then uh and then we're going to do little monsters which i know kyle <laughs> poor God, poor lyle had uh had a lot of problems finding <laughs> Because apparently there's a lot of movies called Little Monsters. <laughs> I was really struggling finding the one we were talking about. But what we are talking about is the one about the teacher played by Lupita Longos. Uh, she plays the teacher with a bunch of students that she's got to protect from zombies. I have not seen this movie yet. Have you?
1: No, I have not. And I, I was dying when he sent the fo- when Lyle sent the photo of the w- version of little monsters you got. I was like, bro, you bought the Disney channel original movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, so those are the two that we're watching for next week. So if you're keep if you're following along at home, Zombieland and little monsters are next week. And then the girl with all the gifts and train to Busan for Halloween because they're both more intense, both in 2016 um, zombie movies for us to watch so I'm excited I've enjoyed this and thank you again Katie for doing this with me because I, when I found out that you liked zombie movies, I was like we need to, <laughs> we need to collab
1: <laughs> you're welcome I'm not doing enough podcasts so we're fine <laughs> <laughs>
0: All righty. Um, I'm going to do a quick shout out. Uh, feel free to throw one out if you have one too. But um, I just this week, just yesterday, actually got my copy of Nuclear Power, um, which we covered on this show a while ago. It's from Fanbase Press, and we all we love everything about Fanbase Press here because um, Barbara and um, and Bryant are wonderful. They're the people who run Fanbase Press, and they basically have this. Like, you can tell that they're just good at finding good people and and highlighting their art. And so, we love Fanbase Press. So, if you don't have your copy of Nuclear Power yet, I'm going to be reading it. So you can join me on that read. Um, the the full graphic novel is available, and so I got that so that I could like read it all at once. I'm I'm no longer <laughs> I'm no longer an issue by issue comic reader. When you can just jump right into the full graphic novels so that's a thing and then lyle this week sent a message to me i don't remember if he put it to everybody in geekitude but he definitely sent it to me was a t-shirt that he bought which is they're coming to get you barbara which i am wearing oh, right now yes i got very excited i it to dinner last night when i went out with my husband and his parents and he hadn't noticed it. He didn't like, he didn't notice that it's a shirt that I had never worn before until like halfway through the meal. And he's like, what shirt are you wearing? Oh, it's a zombie t-shirt. And I was like, I'm
1: so proud of you. <laughs> you got the reference. Like at Matt all grown up. <laughs> so,
0: cute. so yeah. So uh, definitely, definitely. Thank you for pointing that out. I did buy mine and I love it. So, I definitely need to I need to now wash it so I can wear it on Halloween.
1: Yes. Yes. Um anything else? Um obviously need to give a shout out to Steph for letting me stay in her household.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: and play with her kitties. Um but also for taking me on a hike that I was pretty sure I was going to die on, but I didn't die. And <laughs> keeping
0: her keeping you from dying on the hike. Yes. She subjected you to.
1: And, well, I mean, this was my decision. I said I wanted to go on a hike, and (laughs) she picked one where I wouldn't die on, even though I felt like I was dying most of the time. Um, But she's amazing, and she watched zombie movies with me, and she watched the BTS concert with me. And then in February, she's coming to stay with me and going to an actual in-person, legit K-pop concert for the very first time.
0: Excellent. We'll have to to organize, like, a little, like... Uh, geek to geek meet and greet because we can get Chelsea in on it, and I can drive out and, and can all hang.
1: Oh well, Chelsea's definitely going to be there when we go to the Monster X concert. So Chelsea's going to is coming um, to the concert. It's her fault. I bought tickets, um, so she'll be up here. So we can definitely try <laughs> to go. So we'll be, be in LA in the LA area. So we'll try to hang out if we can. Excellent!
0: Yay! All right. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound is being used under Creative Common License. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. geek 2 is a proud member of the Geek2Geek network. Check out other Geek2Geek shows such as the Geek2Geek podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Disney Forever, You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, The Nerdberg Review, JRPGs and Me, Dragon Quest FM, As the Dice Roll, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, and Sometimes Rob, as well as our newest podcast, Farming Simulated. Also, check out our Twitch streamers, CapsuleJ, Bamashox, Troido Power, and Gein. And make sure to join us on Slack or Discord where you can chat with us in real time. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Katie, where can we find you?
1: Um, if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter using the handle at Lady Catherine P. And then uh, for all of the podcasts that I'm on, there are social medias for those, which you can find probably on the geek Media dot com website thingy.
0: Excellent. Oh, my dog is home.
1: <laughs> Sorry about that.
0: <laughs> He's been very barky lately. Um, but anyway, uh, I hope all of you have been enjoying our zombie primer. We'll be back again next week for more zombie craziness. And until then, remember this week, keep it